Welcome to episode 14 of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating through life after pregnancy and infant loss. I'm your host, Justine, and today I'll be speaking with our guest, Kate Joseph, about her experience with pregnancy after loss and unexpectedly expecting again. here today with Kate Joseph, and we know each other through a Facebook loss group. Kate, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Justine. It's so, I'm so glad to meet you. I mean, I know we've te- like typed back and forth. Yeah. I'm so happy we're speaking. Yeah, same. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your experience with loss? Um, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom now after losing Cade. So um, Cade was our first son. Um, we had a pretty uneventful pregnancy. And then two days before I was supposed to have a C-section because he was breached, he just stopped moving. And I mm-hmm. felt like something wasn't right. But everybody told me, oh, it's normal. But um, I went into labor like the night before my C-section was planned. And when we got there, they told us there was no heartbeat. And we later found out that he had passed away because he had um, his umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck twice and cut off, you know, his nutrients and oxygen. Mm. And that's how he passed away. Um, He was our first child, first, you know, baby. And so... It was, it was devastating. Yeah. And, um, we went on to have two other children and my husband works full time as a machinist and I stay home with the boys. Yeah. You had your third son recently. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Barrett. Yep. And, um, well, the first pregnancy after loss is like crazy. I mean, especially right after you lose a child. I can't really speak for moms who have had children living prior. Right. But like you spend all this time, you know, dreaming and bonding and then you don't get to take a baby home. And that's all you really want at that in that moment. I mean, I know I didn't want to try again right away. I was too scared. Yeah. And I knew once my want for, like, my need outweighed my my fears for having another, mm-hmm. I knew I was ready. It was about six months before I was like, okay, let's try this <laughs> again. Yeah. Did you and your husband um, talk about it a lot? Did you guys make a plan or... Well, right away, like literally in the hospital, my husband was like, I can't do this again. We're not doing this again. And it like took me like off guard because I didn't first I wasn't ready to really talk about it, but it made me sad too for him. But um yeah. as like I would say like three months went by, we would talk about it a little bit, but I just you know, I wasn't ready. And then by six months, yeah, we sat down, talked talked about it and we talked about meeting with a maternal fetal medicine doctor mm-hmm. just to see like plans. Like if we were to get pregnant, how would the care be through my pregnancy? And then literally, I think it was eight months 
after we lost Cade. I became pregnant like a week after talking to the MFM. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, um, it was a whirlwind, the whole pregnancy, definitely, you know, you're just scared the whole time. I mean, there's moments of like happiness and hope and I tried really hard to like hold on to that, but it's hard. Yeah. Was it really different from your pregnancy with Cade? Yeah. Um, physically, it was about the same physically. I mean, with, well, with Cade, I like had a lot of aches and pains in my hips, but that was really the only thing I suffered through with Cade. Like everything else was just normal. Yeah. Now, once I got pregnant with Gunner, um, everything was fine physically. It was just more emotionally. And then around, I mean, I did notice like as I got f- further along, like, wow, Cade probably did not kick as much as he should have. Mm. Like having more than one pregnancy, you realize the differences and you're like, I really wish I would have known more about kick counts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I had no idea. Yeah. It's, I don't, I feel like doctors don't want to scare patients. And maybe that's why they don't say why you need to do kick counts. Cause I wasn't told why I was just told that I needed to do them. Like, yeah. I feel like if I would have been told, you need to do them because if your baby's not kicking enough, they're in distress and they could potentially pass away. Like, that's really important. Yeah. It's it's funny you say, you know, that maybe doctors don't want to scare, um, scare their patients because I feel that after going through the experience of losing my baby... I don't want to scare other people too. But then also when I'm watching them go through their pregnancies, I feel so anxious for them. And so I feel like I can, I can relate to that feeling that maybe doctors have, but at the same time, I think if I, as a mom who has gone through this, feel a desire to help people um, do whatever they can, then why can't, why can't a doctor do that too? I think it's kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes doctors can be all just not personal, you know, all medical. And I think maybe they even don't want to get caught up in those kinds of moments, like the sadness that goes along with being an OBGYN. Yeah. But there are some OBGYNs that are very passionate too, that I found after lost about making sure their patients do kick counts. Like when we found our new MFM OBGYN, he was, you know, anything's off. We need to, you need to come in now and do kick counts. I don't care, you know, come in anytime. And um, oh, that's great. Yeah. It definitely makes things, you know, broken things better, I guess, as you should say. What was it like after Gunnar was born I'm just asking because when Everett was born, um, I felt really um, happy that he was born. But then I, I, there were times where I feel like I found this new type of grief because I was experiencing all these things that I didn't get to experience with Steven. And right. sometimes I felt guilty. Did you feel that too? Yes, super relatable. Um, I felt extremely happy that I was here in relief. I also felt overwhelmed, felt like I couldn't be sad 
at first. Like I wasn't allowed to complain because he was here and he was alive. But then I felt this new sense of grief because I was grieving everything I didn't get to do with Cade. Like I thought I knew what I was grieving, but then when Gunner came, it's like, oh no, this is what you're really grieving. You know, yeah. it's hard when we haven't, we didn't have living children before. So we just imagine of all the things we could have done with them. And then we get to actually do those things with their siblings. And it's like, oh, I wish they were here. I found it really difficult, actually. It was a new layer of grief. It's like at first we're sad because of the death and, and the shock. But then after there's context, there's more context. Exactly. Yes. And with Barrett's, because he was a, he was a surprise. We didn't plan our uh, third child. And I was, I was just extremely scared. And I don't even know if I want to say I was more scared than I was um, with Gunner's pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Because there was a moment where I, you know, got to relax. But when he came, it's been a little different. The grief um, after he's been born hasn't been exactly the same. But there's moments where I see like we're in bed together and we're all, we're all three cuddling up and I'm like, gosh, there should be another little boy in this bed, you know? Yeah, for sure. Tell me more about, um, when you guys got pregnant with Barrett, was it different coming to terms with being pregnant again when you weren't planning it? Definitely. I've never felt that kind of feeling because with Cade, we planned Cade and we planned Gunner. And so when I became pregnant with Barrett first I was felt really overwhelmed because Gunner was only 13 months old and I was scared that I wouldn't be enough for Gunner like being distracted by pregnancy and with Barrett you kind of feel that same like guilt in a sense you know we felt guilty for having a rainbow baby after you lost lose your first child I remember feeling really scared because you know of course I didn't want to lose another child and I just didn't feel ready to add on to the family, but you know, God was like, "Haha, <laughs> you're getting anyone." So, yeah. give me some time to like really feel like it was real. And with Gunner and with Cade, we planned those pregnancies, so it was a little different. And then I'm always like, I say always, but just with you know Gunner and Barrett, I don't really try to let myself get too attached the first trimester. Mm -hmm. I just know too much now. I know everything that could go wrong. And it's like not until 24 weeks where I feel like, okay, I can breathe a little bit better. And around like then my sister was also pregnant and she lost her little girl. Oh. Barrett's pregnancy was very stressful. I found myself not letting myself get too attached to him even more than I did with Gunner. And, you know, after Gunner was born, I had a hard time bonding with him because I was, I was scared I would lose him after birth, too. Mm -hmm. And with Barrett, I had an easier time bonding after. Once I admitted to myself, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. okay, he's here, you know, I went through this with this pregnancy and accepted it, you know, um, I feel like it's been a lot easier to bond with him. Yeah, that's great. Um, when did you tell... Did you guys tell Gunner or just did you guys did you and your husband talk about when to tell Gunner 
about your pregnancy with Barrett? Or well, I guess didn't really get it. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as I got bigger and bigger, I tried to, I would teach him like baby, my tummy. So they're like 21 months apart, almost exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, a few months before I had Barrett in August. So maybe in like June, he started saying like baby, baby. Um, but he, he loves Barrett. He's a good big brother. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> What do you feel like was the hardest thing about going through pregnancy after loss? And was it different for both uh, second and third pregnancies? Yeah, they were different because with Gunner towards my like third trimester, I developed polyhydramus, which is where you just have a lot of uh, amniotic fluid. And so it scared me because I, well, when Cade was born, we also found out that I have half a uterus. So that comes with its own like high risk issues. Yeah. So that's why I was seeing the MFM OBGYN. But um, after when I was going through that pregnancy with Gunner and I got high fluid, I was like super stressed out. And when he was born, he actually everything was fine because sometimes when you have high fluid, it could be like kidney issues with the baby, but his kidneys looked great and they delivered him and he actually had a knot in his cord. And you know, he lived. I don't, you know, I'll never understand. Like, not that I wanted Gunner to die, but it kind of put yeah. things in perspective. Like Gunner could have easily died and Kate could have easily lived. Right. But with Barrett's pregnancy, I it was smooth sailing. It was just like something I was not used to. And I was just always waiting for the shoe to drop, like something to go wrong. But his pregnancy was very uneventful compared to Gunner's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And when Do you feel like Christ, it was pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like in your in for Gunner and Barrett's pregnancies, each time you were able to advocate for yourself more or like you knew more of what to ask or Yeah, I mean I was like I was probably a pain in my doctor's butt with Gunner because I didn't trust a doctor. I didn't trust anybody. Yeah. And it wasn't until Gunner came out screaming that I trust my doctor way much more. So when he saw me for the third time, I mean, it was like an old friend and yeah. we more of like an understanding and trust towards one another. Cause I probably really got on his nerves with Gunner, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, I just feel so bad for anybody who has to go through pregnancy after loss. Cause it just takes that joy that like hundred percent blissful joy out of pregnancy. Yeah, the naivety mm-hmm. that comes with it for sure. It's weird because I'll I think about it and it's like I miss it, but I also know that that is really what I don't want to say made it harder, but it I guess that's what made finding out Stephen died more shocking and just made me feel more caught off guard. I guess. And how did Stephen pass away? We never got any answers, so I don't know um, what happened. We had the autopsy done, and um, they tested the placenta, and they took a bunch of my blood to test, and everything came back normal. And actually, so were you considered high risk for both 
Gunner and Barrett's pregnancies? Yes. So my uterus, it's called a unicorniate uterus. And typically women who have it, they have like one ovary, um, one kidney. They have issues with miscarriages, um, fertility, like issues with blood flow in the uterus. But I never had any of those problems. Um, It took us like three to four months with Kate and Gunner to get pregnant. And um, Mm -hmm. so, but the, it comes with risks, um, usually like small baby and stuff like that, which my boys are big. But so that's why he took me on. He said if it was strictly just for the court accident, he said, I mean, I'd be doing a courtesy, but I wouldn't be taking you on my caseload. Now with Barrett, he probably could have been like, you're okay, you know, I since see. having Gunner. But he's a sweet, sweet man, my doctor. And so he saw me and I'm grateful he did. That's so great. Yeah, I was asking because I was talking to another friend and asking her um, about whether she was considered high risk because since Steven's results all came back normal and they, the doctors considered me healthy after delivering him, I wasn't considered high risk for my second pregnancy. And that was kind of hard for me. I, I, that I feel is like so wrong. I, you're not the first mom, I think in the online group that we're in that I've seen that where they couldn't find any answers and like their OBGYN considered them personally like high risk, but they didn't get to see like an MFM doctor. Yeah. And I feel like it's so sad because I know another mom, she said she had to have like five miscarriages and then she had a stillbirth Um. and they considered her high risk. I mean, that's scary. I feel like if you have a stillborn baby, you don't know why. Yeah. I think, oh, it's just like, you know, lightning can't strike twice, but we know better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice on, or is there anything you did that you found was helpful in easing your mental or emotional load during your rainbow pregnancies? I did um, blog a lot with Gunner. I haven't in a while now, but that did help me. And also doing things kind of different, if that makes sense. Like, I'm trying to remember. I think with Gunner, I was like on, or not Gunner, with Kate, I was on antidepressants when I was pregnant because of past history. And then Mm -hmm. with Gunner, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that. Because I wanted things to just be different, like little small things that's silly to maybe other people, but to you, it's helpful. Yeah. And that's, I've heard other moms doing stuff like that too, like maybe not having a baby shower because you had a baby shower before. Some moms didn't get to have one, so they made sure to have one. Mm-hmm. I think also, I mean, 100% finding a support group, whether it's in person or online, that helps so you can, you know, have other people to relate to. Yeah, for sure. For some people, it might not help, you know. Like I I got a, one of those handheld Dopplers for Gunner. But I know moms who, they don't feel like their anxiety heightens when they have that kind of stuff. So kind of figuring out what works for you. I agree. Everyone is different. I had a Doppler with Everett and yeah. I I try not to use it too much, but man, for the for me, like on the hardest days, it was just so helpful. 
I tried not to use it if I was stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that it would stress me out more if I didn't hear his heartbeat right away. Are there ways that you're introducing Cade so that Gunner and Barrett know about their brother? Or Yeah, I uh, try to talk to Gunner about Cade and like his pictures. I'll be like, look, there's Cade, his big brother. He lives in heaven. I mean, he definitely doesn't understand. He just recently said his name for the first time, which is nice. Oh. But sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough. Do you ever feel like that? Like, I could be doing more. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Because <laughs> I see, like, some siblings who are, like, really attached to the bears and stuff. And Gunner, Gunner's not really attached to the Cade bear that we have. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong? But I'm in, like, a, a local group here. But, you know, since COVID, we don't meet in person. We sometimes Zoom mm-hmm. and like hearing their stories with their siblings and stuff. I'm just like, am I, you know, could I be doing more? And, but then it also opens my eyes like things will get, you know, grief will still be coming forever yeah. in different forms because they'll get older and they'll even probably get sad sometimes about it, even though they weren't alive before they passed away yeah it'll just be something we'll have to evolve and explain and i don't know i mean i look forward to those times because i'll get to talk to them about kate but then i also like you know don't want them to be sad either but i don't want to hide kate because he is a part of our family yeah i think about that a lot too i think it's hard especially because our kids are so young right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like Everett can't even talk. So, um, but yeah, I agree. Like, I always feel like I can be doing more. And it's so funny too, because like, even as I think a mom who hasn't lost a child, they like, I feel like I could be doing more for Gunner and Barrett. So it's so, I think, refreshing that I can do that for Kate, even though he's not here. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's such a great experience to share. Did you want to share your blog or any online handles? Like, where can people find you? Um, my blog is www.hellocade.wordpress.com, which I haven't written in a while, but it has some great stuff from when I was going through my loss right after of Cade and then also my pregnancy with Gunner. And yeah. my Instagram is kkate. J so K K A T E J A Y Y. Awesome. Yeah, I'll include those in the show notes. This has been great. Thanks for chatting with me today. So happy to help. Can't wait to see where this goes for you. <laughs> <laughs>